how was your January? I felt like it went by really fast, but I kept seeing people post that it felt like the longest month ever. I don't know. I feel like it was just Christmas. So that's why it feels like it was short to me. So in January, I decided to challenge myself. And I knew that in order to reach some of the goals that I have of especially paying off all of my credit card debt by the time I turned 40 in July, I needed to really increase my momentum. And because of the amount that I need to pay off in order to make this happen by July, I really don't have any time to waste. So at the end of December, in conversation with a fellow business owner friend of mine, I said, I think I need to do a challenge in January. And after that conversation, I sent her a text outlining what I was going to do and committing to it. And then I told my husband about it, and that was it. I didn't mention it to anyone else. I didn't talk about it here. I just put my head down, and I got to it. And I have so much to share from this experience and how it might just be that thing that pushes you over the edge if you've been feeling stuck in your progress towards your money goals. I'm so fired up right now, you guys. I don't know if you could tell. I haven't even had my coffee yet today, so this is just all me. I'm just here for it, so let's get started. Hey friend, welcome to Money Mindful Moms. I'm Krista Nalgian, wife and mom, and firm believer that moms with money skills will change the world. I know that you are sick of feeling limited by money, but you also don't want to wait until your kids are older to be able to do fun experiences with them. You want to find a way to transform your relationship with money once and for all. If you're ready to ditch debt, have overflow at the end of each month, and be able to spend money on what's most important to you, you're in the right place. Pop in those earbuds, go reheat your coffee, it's time to dive in. So full transparency, I was really hesitant to do a challenge. They feel kind of gimmicky to me sometimes, so I don't love them. And I also don't love the idea of forcing yourself to really go hard for something for the sake of a challenge. And then when it's done, you just go back to your old ways and take your foot off the gas. So when I heard about this challenge from a coach that I was working with, I initially decided not to do it last year. But then when January was looming and I knew that I needed to do something big to get the big results that I was looking for, I was more willing to actually go for it. So I decided to do the challenge presented by my coach, but I made just a couple of tweaks to it. Here are the basics of it. There were five things that I needed to do every day. I did them every day. There were no days off at all. I made little tracking sheets on Canva that I printed out. I printed out 31 of them. And if I were to have missed a day, then I would need to start over. That was it. That was the challenge. Very similar to 75 hard if you've Um, heard of that before, just different things on the list, but it was a similar like format. I'll share with you guys what my five things were, but honestly, it's kind of irrelevant. Like because my five things might not be the five things that push you to do what it is that you feel called to do, right? The point is for it to create new habits for you that align with who you want to become. So my things might not be your things, but I'll still share them. For me, I want to have the habits of someone that is healthy, someone that is always learning and growing and has a thriving business. 
Of course, I want to be a good mom and a good wife, but that's not where I felt like I needed to grow. I was already spending lots of time with my family. And while I'm not perfect, I know that I am a great mom and a great wife. So for this challenge, I really wanted to focus on the things that were going to move the needle in the areas of my life that I'm really wanting to focus on growth this year. So here are my five things. But again, you probably want to create your own based on where you're heading with your goals. Number one was a 30-minute workout every day. Every day, without fail, for 30 minutes, I worked out. Now, this sometimes looked like strength training in my garage. It sometimes looked like going for a walk with or without pushing a toddler in her little tyke's car. Um, Sometimes it was a YouTube yoga class, but every day I worked out for 30 minutes. There was one day when I had all three kids with me and they needed to get outside. So we walked to the park in our neighborhood. And while they played in the park, I walked around that playground following like the little small path around the play structure that loops around. It was such a small path. I probably walked around it like a hundred times, but I got my 30 minutes in. Why? Because someone who has big goals like I do has to put her oxygen mask on first. I fully acknowledge that I cannot skip over focusing on my physical health if I want to be the best version of me. So it wasn't even about weight loss at all. It was 100% taking care of myself and taking care of my body so that I could then show up for my people and for my business the best way possible. There was even a time during this month where colds ran through our house, and thankfully it was a very light cold. So on the worst day, instead of skipping my workout altogether, I found a 30-minute full-body stretch class on YouTube, and I did that because I was not going to skip a day. I was not starting over. And I'm sure February is going to bring sicknesses to our house too. So I didn't see any reason why I couldn't at least do a stretch class to show up for myself and say, I did, I did it. I did it today. Even though it was not easy, I did it. So the first thing was 30 minutes of exercise every day. The second thing that I did every day was I got ready for the day. Now, this is going to look different for everyone. I know some people wear makeup and some people don't. We all have different styles and types of clothing that we like to wear. One thing that you should know about me is my default setting is casual. And I do not mean like jeans and a t-shirt casual. I mean like sweatpants, like those sweatpants that you've had for 20 years and they're just your favorite sweatpants and everyone's like, why do you wear them? And you're like, because they're my favorite sweatpants. And like one of my husband's huge t-shirts. That's my, when I say comfortable, that's what I like to wear. If I'm at home, you can bet money that that's probably what I'm wearing. I had a friend in college and she got me a shirt made that said, I rock big shirts because this was my default setting long before I had kids. I don't, what can I say? I just like being comfortable and I have never found even the most comfortable pair of jeans to be comfortable to me. But I also acknowledge that someone who wants to build a successful business that relies on having powerful conversations with people needs to feel powerful. And in order to do that, I need to get myself ready every day and tell my brain, I'm showing up to do something big today. I love my comfortable clothes, but I certainly do not feel powerful in them. And I don't want to have opportunities arise and then I don't feel like I can jump on them because I'm kind of looking like a train wreck, right? So 
here's what getting ready every day looked like for me. Your version might look different, but this is what I did every day. Every day I showered, which is not always easy to do when you are a mom, by the way. I washed my face and did my skincare routine, which is just a few steps. Literally took me two minutes in the morning and two minutes at night every day. I put on light makeup every day, which that for me, that makes me feel powerful and put together. Um, So light makeup every day. I did something with my hair that was not just throwing it up in a messy bun. Sometimes I wore my hair down. If I was wearing my hair up, I actually like intentionally did something with it. Does that make sense? And I got dressed in a put together outfit that made sense for whatever I was doing that day. So like, obviously I'm not going to be wearing a business suit to like mommy and me class where we're rolling around on the floor, but I still tried to get myself together and look put together in an intentional outfit. No staying in pajamas. Even if I wasn't leaving the house, you guys, I still would put on a professional looking outfit for the work portion of my day. And then I would change into like leggings and a top that matched that was still presentable until it was time to put my pajamas on before bed. Another part of getting ready for me that seemed to make a difference was putting on jewelry. And I'm not a big jewelry person, and I certainly never put it on if I wasn't going anywhere, but this month I chose to put on jewelry every day. On the days when I was just staying at home, it was as simple as putting on some stud earrings, and that's it. And on the days when I was working, especially if I was going to be on camera, I would do more like I would do big earrings because for some reason, big earrings always made me feel like I was showing up ready to do something big. So that's what getting ready meant for me. If you're listening to this as a stay at home mom of an itty bitty baby, obviously this might not be in the cards for you in this season. But what if you decided that every day your default, like non-negotiable was that you were going to wash your face every day? This could make all the difference in how you feel in the midst of the challenges of that newborn season. So just a thought if you are in that season. Number three, the third thing that I did every day was present a sales message. Like I mentioned, this might not apply to you if you're not in sales, but let me explain what this means because it might actually apply to you without you even realizing it. Like, I feel like this could even apply to moms who are at home with their kids. Like you need to sell your kids on something every day. You need to sell them on brushing their teeth. You need to sell them on hurrying up and getting in the car. So I have two different businesses that I'm focusing on growing right now, and both require that I'm able to communicate value to people. Over here, that looks like creating messages that inspire you to budget, that help you believe that you actually can get the debt paid off once and for all, that feeling empowered by money instead of feeling at the mercy of whatever's happening in the economy is literally life-changing, and that you are the woman for the job, that you can be the one to lead your family to where you want to go and That confidence with money can be the key to getting you there. So those are the things that I'm communicating to you consistently on a daily daily basis. Now, in order for me to be good at what I do, I have to do it consistently, consistently, just like anything that you want to be good at in life, right? If you've ever had a business, you know that sometimes it can be easy to slip into project mode. Like you get so caught up in working behind the scenes on all of those things 
that allow you to be creative and that and even just the things that have to happen to make your business run and you lose sight of the one thing that makes your business an actual business and not just a hobby and that is selling. I know sometimes people feel some kind of way about admitting that what they do is sell something. They'll say things like, I'm just here to serve or I want to help and add value to people. And I want those things too. But do you know how I can best do that? I can best do that by walking you through my eight-week program. You don't need another inexpensive dinner idea blog post thing. You don't need a funny, entertaining reel from me to get your debt paid off. You don't need a coupon app to make a huge dent in your savings goal. You need to be empowered to prioritize the necessary steps to get your debt paid off, to get your emergency savings built up so that you can stop living paycheck to paycheck and start looking towards how you're going to build wealth for your future. And I know that the best way that I can help you do that is to sell you on my program because my program works and it's going to help you do those things. Okay, I just got a little preachy for a second, but I wanted to explain the significance of this one. So every day I created a sales message. Sometimes it was an email for my email list or a reel with a caption that persuaded you to take some kind of action or writing and recording a podcast episode that supported you in taking the next step. So that was the third thing that I did every day. The fourth thing that I did every day was reach out to 10 people. Now, funny story about this one. When I started the challenge, I initially said I was going to do 20 per day. And then on day one, when I was working my way through the list, I realized that I girl bossed a little too hard on that one and that realistically it was just not feasible for me to maintain that all month long. So I changed it on day one to 10 people, which is still a big stretch for me, but at least it's attainable. So my 10 reach outs each day looked very different. Some days it was checking in with current clients. Some days it was following up with potential clients. Some days it was contacts for my other business. Some days it was just sending someone a message that came to my mind and I felt like I just needed to send them a message of encouragement. Just like with the daily sales message, I know that what moves the needle in my business is connecting with people and I cannot hide behind working on my website or a spreadsheet if I want to grow. Not that I was necessarily doing that before, but I knew that I needed to push myself to do this more consistently at a higher volume than I was doing if I really truly wanted to get to where I want to go. And then number five, the last thing that I did every day was read 10 pages from a nonfiction book. I already love to read, you guys. I have always prioritized reading to my kids. I mean, I was a literature major in college. Like, that's what my degree is in. Reading and writing have always been important to me in my life. But if I'm being honest, I haven't done the best job of prioritizing sitting down and reading a physical book consistently. I love me some audiobooks and podcasts because I can listen to it while I'm driving or folding laundry or doing whatever I need to do, but I can count on one hand maybe the number of physical books that I've actually read from cover to cover in the past few years. And this month, with prioritizing 10 pages a day, I finished two entire books. Now, that was huge for me. 
So now the important part is what did I learn from this challenge that I want to pass on to you? Whether whether or not you choose to create a challenge for yourself, there are some big takeaways that I had that I want to share with you. I learned that I operate well when there is a standard protocol. This month, I never had to try to convince myself to do or not do something. I had a standard every day, so I just did it. If I gave myself any leeway, or if I do give myself any leeway, I'm really good at creating arguments as to why I don't need to do something. Like, well, today's a busy day with the kids, so it's okay if I skip it. Or I need to prioritize doing something else because something else matters more. Or whatever else came to my mind as a very valid reason to skip something. But during this month, there was no negotiating with myself. I just woke up, I had my list, and I went to work. Does that sound like you? Maybe creating a protocol for yourself is what you need to finally break through if you have been sort of teetering for a while. The whole stop, start, stop, start thing just doesn't work if you've got big goals. Like, so find something that you can implement that stretches you, but that you can do consistently every day without fail to move the needle. Another thing that I learned was just how capable I was of doing things with my kids at my feet. I will admit I have never been someone who has thrived with multitasking with their kids. When my kids were newborns, I was not that mom that was baby wearing and being a total boss at the same time. I really needed to compartmentalize. If I was momming really hard in that time of day, I was fully momming. Like I didn't want to combine work. It just, it wasn't working in my brain. And I know a lot of people can do it for whatever reason. It just wasn't, it wasn't jiving for me. And if I wanted to work, I needed to wait until my husband was home so that he could take over the parenting duties. And I really wish that I wasn't this way. I really wanted to be that mom that slays both at the same time. So this month during the challenge, um, it was very apparent pretty early on that I was going to have to figure out how to do almost all of this with my kids in tow at least with my toddler for sure. And it was actually a lot simpler than I thought it was going to be. It didn't look perfect for sure, but it got done. So here's a few examples. For the reading part, I initially was waiting until the evenings when the kids were in bed to read, but I was starting to dread it because once I got the kids to bed, I just wanted to go hang out with my husband. Like I did not want to then go sit down and read a nonfiction book. And dreading the reading kind of defeats the purpose of it, right? So I decided that I would figure out how to read with my toddler. On the days when we were home, I would bring a bunch of her books into our bed and I would read my book while she would read her books. And sure, I had to stop a zillion times because she would want something, but it got done. And then I still had my evenings open. On the days when we were out, I would bring my book with me. My oldest had an orthodontist appointment the other day, and instead of just sitting there or pulling out my phone, I read my 10 pages, so it was done. One time, my toddler fell asleep in the car on the way to pick up my son from school, and I would normally sit in the car line and listen to a true crime podcast or something, but I wanted to get my reading done, so I sat in the car line and I read my 10 pages to get it done. Those are just some examples of how it changed me in the short like span of time of 31 days. It started like resetting what was normal for me. Almost every single workout that I did, 
I did with my kids running around. Again, lots of interruptions, but it got done. And the 10 contacts that I had to do every day, if you were one of them, you may have gotten a voice memo from me with my kids shouting something in the background because I did them all during the day when I was with my toddler. I was pretty motivated to get them done quickly because I knew that I only had so much time before we passed that point. You all know that point. We got past the point of her being occupied by something. And so I needed to make it happen in a short period of time. Now, I want to fully acknowledge that this entirely depends on where you're at in your life. When I was in the thick of parenting a newborn, in the thick of those baby blues and struggling with finding something to be excited about, and someone had just told me, just do it with your kids in tow. It'll be fine. I probably would have wanted to slap them. So that is just my experience with where I'm at now. And the point of me sharing this was to say that I surprised myself with how capable I was of doing things with my kids around. So those were the biggest things that I learned from this experience. There's one other thing that I want to share with you that I learned from a combination of this experience as well as a market research survey that I recently sent out to my email list. I wanted to hear straight from you all what you want to hear more of and what you need most right now when it comes to money and motherhood. That survey, you guys, was so eye-opening for me, and I'm sure I'll have more to share about it soon. But one of the common things that I heard from those that responded was something like, I don't know what else to do. We budget, we don't spend a lot, and we're still living paycheck to paycheck. Like, what am I missing? That sentiment was on practically every single survey that was submitted. Just so many people shared the same same sentiment. And it really made me think that this is something that I really need to put my effort into creating content around. And it couldn't have come at a better time than after completing this challenge, because I now feel like I have such clarity on how to respond to this. If this is where you're at and you're resonating with that sentiment, you're nodding, you're amening to that feeling of wondering what the heck you're missing, I want to respectfully tell you that you have got to do something big. Trying to piecemeal together a couple of little things here and there that might help is not going to get you there. You need to be bold and pick one big needle mover and go all in on that thing. What do I mean by this? Your answer doesn't lie in skipping the Starbucks drive through on your way to work or canceling that one streaming service. Of course, a ton of little things do add up, but you are exhausting yourselves, you guys, when you're focusing on these little pebbles instead of the big boulders. You're having $10 conversations when you need to have $10,000 conversations. Of course you're exhausted. I would be too. Of course you're frustrated. I have been there And now that I'm out of that season, I can see it. But when I was in it, I could not see it. So I'm here on the other side, holding my hand out and saying, let me help you pull yourself out of this pit. You're going to keep staying here if you can't decide that you're doing something big and get yourself out of this pit. So what does that big thing look like? I honestly can't tell you what you should do. 
but I do want to encourage you to figure it out quickly and get into action. Maybe you are going to go all in on creating a challenge similar to what I did, where each of those daily action items are all things that are going to get you closer to what you want and who you need to be in order to accomplish it. Maybe that's your big thing. Maybe you need to start a side hustle and commit to bringing in an extra $1,000 a month no matter what it takes. Maybe you need to finally prioritize that course that you bought that teaches you how to start the business that you've been wanting to start. Maybe it's time to change jobs to something that pays more or ask for the raise that you wholeheartedly deserve. Maybe you've been putting off taking my program because you're afraid to invest the money. Meanwhile, your debt is still sitting there collecting interest and you're barely getting by every month. So maybe your big thing is investing yourself and going all in to get this debt paid off so that you can create margin in your budget and you can start feeling proactive with your money instead of reactive. Listen, I'm not even enrolling for the overflow program right now because we're in the middle of a round, but I'm gonna go ahead and drop the first to know list in the show notes right now if you want to be notified as soon as enrollment opens for the next round. And I might just go ahead and send you something right away to get you into action because I want you to capitalize on the motivation and the momentum and get into action now instead of waiting until we start. So if that's your big thing that you're going all in on, you can head to the show notes and get on that list so that you can get started. Lastly, I'll share that not only did I see the benefits of the personal growth from this challenge, but I saw the financial benefits too. My sales increased by a ton this past month, and I know that it's not an accident. It's because I'm choosing to become the type of person that earns a million dollars in her business before she's earned $10,000 in her business. And I believe that if you go all in on yourself, the money will follow. Okay, that was a lot, but I felt like it was important to share from the heart what this experience was like for me, but more importantly, how it could impact you if you choose to go for it. So what's next? The cool thing is because this is the new protocol for me, I'm going to make a couple of tweaks to it, but I'm really not doing much different. This wasn't about sprinting for a month only to be a couch potato the following month. These are things that I'm going to continue. I just might make a few tweaks now that I completed the challenge and saw like what was working and what wasn't. So catch me around town reading my book or getting a walk in with my kids or possibly listening to the little voices in the background of my voice memos because we're not slowing down here anytime soon. Cheers to February being even better than last month. Believing in you and I will see you back here really soon. If this podcast episode encouraged you, would you take just two minutes to rate and review the show? It really is the best way that you can say thank you. And while you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag me in it because I would love to hear from you. It really is the best way that we can get the word out to other moms who could use some encouragement. I will see you back here real soon. Be blessed and have a powerful day.